Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. It's great to have you with me. As I speak these words, the coronavirus shutdown is lifting around the world. We're seeing images of grandparents hugging their grandchildren. We're seeing funerals go forth that have been long delayed. Uh, we're seeing people begin to move out into the streets and start to live in some kind of a turn towards normal. And before we go too far in that direction, before we start uh, maybe forgetting some of the important lessons of this shutdown of coronavirus, I want to talk to you just for a few moments about some things we ought to remember about this season. Uh, My podcast is not a personal coaching podcast. I do more of that in my Great Man podcast and a bit more even uh, in my Leading Thoughts newsletter that goes out every week to business people and leaders all over the world. Um, But but this one, this podcast, is not primarily personal coaching. So uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a turn today because I'm just so keenly aware of the pillars of, of the bedrock certainties that get us through and see us in good stead in almost every crisis we might face. In other words, when I'm confronting coronavirus, when I'm talking to people, when I'm coaching and advising people, I want to know what are the things that see them through? What are the things that help them get through a Great Depression, a World War II? What are the things that help them get through uh, a hurricane or tornado uh, in their region or a flood or a war or terrorist action or whatever? Uh, I'm sitting in Nashville, Tennessee. We had 10 years ago one of the worst floods in American history. Uh, Just in the last month, we've had not one but two tornadoes. Uh, I I mean, you don't have to be wiped off the map to face great difficulty. When I drive uh, over to see some relatives in East Nashville, uh, I drive by businesses that are boarded up, not because of coronavirus, but because they never had a chance to recover from the uh, tornado uh, that hit just as coronavirus was landing. So we all have um, opportunity to be affected by challenges, to be affected by storms, terrorist actions, uh, government actions, depressions, wars, every kind of thing. And I'm interested in seeing how I can help people get through them. I'm interested in knowing what the pillars are. What are the solid bedrock things that people ought to put into practice during good times so that they can get by, so that they can do more than get by, they can prosper, they can succeed, they can propel their children forward, uh, they can keep their families safe, they can do good in the world because they're in solid condition while the crisis is going on. So I'm going to list those. There are seven of them, all right? And I'm I'm trying hard not to get too much in coaching mode and trying hard not to be too preachy, but I just am not serving you well. If we describe in academic terms all of what's going on in the world, like we sometimes do in this podcast, but I don't tell you the solid bedrock things. So here they are, seven of them. Number one, get out of debt. I realize that I'm channeling Dave Ramsey as I say this, but that's okay. I love Dave Ramsey. He's a friend. One of the best things we can do, one of the most important things we can do, if at all possible, is to get out of debt. We have a shutdown and you can't earn any new income. We have a shutdown uh, and you've got to keep paying your bills when you don't have income. Uh, Your industry turns downward and you've still got to pay bills from big debt. You're in trouble. Get out 
of debt. I'm not even at the moment talking about uh, what you're paying in interest and how that could be better invested and how you want compound interest working for you and not against you and all of those lessons that I think are vital and true, but I'm not even going there. I'm simply talking about how you get through a crisis. You get out of debt. People who weren't in debt were in much better shape during this situation and that's never going away. We will have seasons like this again. It may not be a virus. It might be a flood or a tornado or a hurricane or a government action in your area. I don't know, but you want to be ready for it. It's not likely we're going to deal with things on a global scale like this again, quite this size, but we will deal with them at a regional level. We will deal with them at a local level. So get out of debt. Number two, you want to have multiple income streams. This is unquestionably one of the ways that prosperity comes. It's unquestionably one of the ways you survive. You want to have multiple income streams. If mom and dad both work, well, there's two income streams right there. If you've got an online business in addition to that, well, there's another income stream. If you've bought into a business down the street or some burger joint or something that you care about uh, and, there, and there's actual profit, not just loss, there's another income stream. You want to invest in assets. You want to have income streams. So you want multiple income streams. You don't want everything that you uh, make your living from to be one industry or a single income stream. You want to have multiple income streams. Now, I know it sounds like I'm about to sell you on a multi-level marketing plan, and I'm not. But you want to have multiple income streams, if at all possible. One of the most important things, number three, is to have margin. You've heard me talk about the grandma strategy coming out of the Great Depression. Grandma had money tucked in the mattress. She had a pantry full of food, that probably that she had canned herself. Uh, she uh, had skills. She had a garden. She had cows. She They could have butchered a sheep or butchered a cow and lived for months. Um, she knew her neighbors. They had tools. They had margin. They could live. Suddenly, they could have to live within the four walls of their own home. Uh, back in that time and they could have been could have been fine because grandma always prepared for a rainy day grandma had lived through the great depression grandma knew the hard times grandma knew what it meant when floods came or pandemics came or whatever and don't think grandma didn't know the 1918 spanish flu pandemic far 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 worse than anything we're dealing with right now 675,000 Americans killed around the world, 70 to 100 million. So grandma knew, grandma knew troubled times can come. You want to have margin, have margin, have, have, have excess in food, in money, in medical supplies, in the things that you need, in skills, in provisions, etc., etc., etc. Okay. Uh, you want to have meaningful and invested community. You want to be part of a body of people. You want to be part of a body of people who care. It's not enough just to be a member of a country club and say hi to the Joneses once in a while. If the Joneses don't care whether you live or die or don't even know where you live or don't have any uh, desire to invest in you beyond just a tennis game and a cocktail afterwards, then you don't have true community. What community do you have? How are you involved in a body of people who care about each other? And, and, and yes, fun. Yes, socializing. All of those things. I want you to have all of those things. But I also want them to be a hedge against the difficulties that might come. I want them to make a difference. 
I have a band of brothers. I have a community of faith. I have an extended family. I've got friends. All of them were in play in the last 50, 60 days of coronavirus. All of them. And I want you to have the same thing. If you don't have that, I want you to start getting it. And by the way, I'm not trying to sell books, uh, but if you if you're, if you're want to know more how this works, even if you're female, I've got a little booklet called Building Your Band of Brothers. It's for men. It's about how men need to build other men around them. But women, you can learn from some of the principles there too. I have it written one specifically for women. Uh, maybe somebody I work with will, but uh, it's important that you know those principles. Okay. So have meaningful community. The next one is have a certain level of self-sufficiency. Now I'm not suggesting you become a survivalist or a skinhead or live in a, you know, a cabin up in Idaho, but I am suggesting that you know how to do some stuff. Do you know how to cook? Do you know how to handle your own finances? Do you know how to tune your own car? Uh, do you know how to do basic medicine? If you, if a shutdown or a tornado or a hurricane or a storm or a flood or, uh, you know, who knows, terrorist action happens. Can you basically take care of yourself? I'm not, not suggesting that we forget about the division of labor in the world and try to do everything ourselves. That's just silly. But can you do the basic stuff? Can you basically keep a car going? Can you basically handle your own money? Can you basically feed everybody? Can you basic, you know, basic skills? Do you have um, a certain level of self-sufficiency? You can handle stuff. You can do things. And then, of course, you have to merge this in with that idea that I just spoke about of having margin. Okay. And then also the next question is, do you have a meaningful, rich, personal life? I got to tell you that this is one of the things that's often neglected. Um, I know some people who have come close to suicide during coronavirus. I know some people who are dealing with horrible mental and emotional problems. And I certainly am not taking anything away from the biological sources of those problems. But in a couple of cases, it's pretty much been discovered that they didn't know how to be alone. They didn't have a rich life of books or music or, or reading or painting or whatever. They, didn't, they couldn't be alone. And many people can. Do you have a rich personal life? Uh, I'm grateful. I, I'm, it's not just that I'm wired a little bit as an introvert because I love being with people. It's that I love to read. Uh, and so I spend a lot of time reading and going far with my reading. And then I, reading evolves into research and research that evolves into writing and into podcasting and all the things that I do. I have a rich personal life. I love to work out. Uh, I, I love to read. Um, I love to help cook. I'm not a very good cook, but my wife is. So I can chop, throw stuff around the kitchen. Do you have a rich personal life? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't suggest you turn, make your whole life about television, but Bev and I watch movies and we would discuss them. We took courses online. We easily can function uh, in isolation if we have to. Now, it's not good for either one of us long-term and we don't, we don't want to live that way. We're not trying to be hermits. But one of the things, one of the dividing lines in the response to this entire crisis is those who have a rich personal life and can, with their immediate family, uh, live in richness, live in growth, uh, live in happiness, live in joy, uh, live in improvement, live in vision, uh, etc. and those who can't. And many people found themselves just having almost no ability to function, even in connection with others. I'm talking about everything from cards to games to books. What do you have going? And I strongly suggest that you work on having that rich personal life as an individual and as a family. And then finally, I want to say this. These kinds of crises force us up against spiritual and eternal questions. And so I'm going to ask it boldly. You know that I'm a Christian and I believe in these things very strongly. Where are you with God? 
Uh, did you get forced up against that during this time? Uh, what if you had died? Uh, what if there had been long seasons of suffering? Um, that's the, that alone is not what ought to draw us to faith or drive us to faith, but it's something that you ought to consider. It's something you ought to look at. Where are you in terms of spiritual questions? I'm a big believer in the idea that we ought to live in light of the fact we might die. I like Winston Churchill's quote, a uh, famous quote where he said, when the tones of life ring false, we should refer to the tuning fork of death. I like the words from Ecclesiastes, the great Old Testament poetic book that says, death is the destiny of all men and the living should take this to heart. I, I, I think we should live like the great ancient men did, um, where they would write each other. They'd sign off their letters with the Latin words, memento mori. It meant remember death because they believe that if you remember that you're going to die and you think about your death and you think about who you'll be at your death, uh, then you'll live a richer, more meaningful life. And so it's important that you think about these things. Where are you with God? Uh, what will happen if you die? Are you certain about your eternal state? Uh, where are you in terms of those questions? Ask those questions. Let this, don't just go, thank God I got through this coronavirus thing. Uh, actually ask yourself, suppose I had died or suppose I'd been debilitated. I realize coronavirus doesn't really debilitate a person long-term, but, but what, what, what if you had been? Just, just, just picture it. Or picture that a tornado comes and wipes out everything you own. What are the big eternal questions in your life? Resolve those. So these questions I, I, I bring to you, not because I want to turn this podcast into coaching. I won't do it very much. And next week, we'll get back to some international analysis. But what I do want to bring to you are the certainties. These seven things were the essentials of the coronavirus shutdown time. They were the things, they were the pillars that would have or did, if you've already mastered them, see you through during dark times, but they are the essentials for prospering. They are the essentials for surviving. They are the essentials for having margin enough to do good in other people's lives. When crisis hits, I want to be more radically generous. I want to have money where I can help people. I want to have resources. I want to have network. I want to be able to help people. Well, that means I've got to prepare in the good times and you've got to do the same thing. So these are the arts of encountering and mastering and besting the difficult seasons. And I strongly want to urge you to think about these, maybe play this podcast again, write these things down, get them down, discuss them with those you live with, with your family, and make sure you've got these pillars in place because we will encounter hardship again. It's part of life and I want you to master it. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.